everyone. Welcome to Chit Chat Connoisseur, a Hey Alicia podcast. You can subscribe and listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor FM. Okay, everyone. Welcome to Chit Chat Connoisseur, a Hey Alicia podcast. Uh, This week, we have a really um, awesome and insightful episode that I hope will be uh, very helpful to a lot of different people um, and bring some insight onto a topic that uh, seems to be, it is controversial, we we must admit it. And um, we just want to make sure that we're shedding light on, um, you know, bringing some support to certain folks that have gone through an abortion. So this week we're having an abortion support episode and we have a very, very, very special guest. Her name is Rachel Yap and she is a womb wellness warrior. And uh, Rachel's going to be talking to us today about um, you know, her journey into being um, a womb wellness warrior and to being an abortion support coach, if you will. Uh, and she'll be talking about her experiences as well as resources and just some questions that you all have had. We did get uh, some questions, which is really exciting. Uh, so we'll be getting into it. But um, hi, Rachel. How are you? <laughs> hey, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's been um, a long week, but I'm really excited that uh, we are able to chat. You know, you and I have talked obviously offline for, you know, so many years and it's nice to have you on because I do think that this is a a really great topic, um, especially in this time that we're going through, you know, just as a country um, and really fighting for women's reproductive rights. And I, I just think it's really important to shed light on this. So thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Absolutely. So we like to, we're very cash here at Chit Chat Connoisseur. I have a red solo cup here. It's full of water because I was definitely drinking rum punch earlier and I was like, whoo, got to slow down. So, um, <laughs> so it's full of water, but we keep it, we keep it cash here, but um, kind of like to start off with a life hack or something new that we learned this week. And everyone knows I have become, uh, recently become a plant mom. This is a new, a, you know, ridiculous saga of my life. And um, I actually bought a string of pearls plant and I killed it so I'm a murderer (laughs) and I killed my string of pearls plant and I'm so sad I posted about it on Instagram so if anybody has some tips on how to properly care for a string of pearls plant for the love of all things holy please (laughs) hit me up DM me because I really thought I was doing so good at this and I'm awful it's like really bad I feel like I should be able to give you tips because I do, like, my family owns a nursery. Yeah. But I, I have nothing for you. I'm so <laughs> Nothing. I can find out. But Please. I myself, I know nothing. I will find out what Please. you need to do. Because it's a hot mess. I have other plans. I mean, I have a, a couple prayer plans. I have... Um, uh, Mon- Monstera plant. I mean, I have other stuff that are looking fantastic, but Devil's Ivy, which I don't really think you need to do anything with Devil's Ivy. You like water it and leave it there for like weeks and it's fine. But um, yeah, I killed my string of pearls. Her name was Rosen Island and it's just, it's a sad time <laughs> in my house. <laughs> I know people are like this girl. Um, but anyway, what about you? What's a life hack? What's something new you've learned this week? Honestly, you know what I learned this week or what I've put into like motion Mm-hmm. Is that when you know how people are always like, oh, like if you don't ask, the answer is always no, but you That's still kind of just don't answer, you don't ask. Mm-hmm. When you ask, most of the time, you get what you ask for. So That's ask true. for it. That's, That's right. 
That's right. I like that. It's funny. I, um, I used to be a corporate trainer and I always used to say, you know, like some, someone raises their hand and they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm asking another question. I'm like, no, the person who asks the most questions gets the most answers. So, you know, ask away. And you're right. Sometimes we don't ask whether it's for, you know, an actual tangible thing or for help. I'm really bad at asking for help. I'm like actually pretty awful at it. Um, and you're right. The second that you ask, it's like asking you shall receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes in like in different ways. And you're like, oh, like this was easier than I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a good life hack, actually. I'm going to write that down. Let me take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So that's actually a good one. So let's, you know, get right on into it. Um, this week, again, we are talking about abortion support. And uh, again, we did have um, some questions that were asked by, you know, anonymous uh, listeners of the podcast. And I uh, just want to get right into it. So Rachel, what is an abortion support coach? Um, so I define it as I help women I help support women who have had an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't tell people they should or shouldn't have one. You know, the facts are people, women are having them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, the emotional, um, the emotional stress, the emotions that come after it aren't discussed. And there isn't necessarily a big outpour of support. Um, so I'm just here, like, I want to help women who want to work on forgiving themselves, releasing, um, releasing the shame around their decision, and who want to make peace with the soul of their baby. Because um, I very much believe that, you know, those souls are with us. It's, you know, you're not a bad person for making a decision that was best for you at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's the way society makes us feel about that. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Because I think sometimes people may think, you know, uh, an abortion support coach, like, oh, this is someone who's telling the world to have an abortion or telling women to have an abortion. And I'm glad you clarified because that's not what it is. Like you said, it, it's really just about how ha- being able to, you know, lend that support um, to someone who needs it. And I do think, again, it, it is a challenging thing, uh, time for someone, you know, some people might be okay with their decision and be totally fine with it and never have to think about it again. And, but a lot of times they're not, you know, and, and, and there may be uh, situations where they don't have any support. So it's great that this is um, something that you've gotten into. And I, I think it's actually such a niche, you know, <laughs> thing to get into, but it's so needed, right? So yeah. how did you get into this, um, into this line of work? Um, well, so when I was 25, I, I did get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, when, if you would have asked me growing up, abortion was never an option. I was one of those people, like, I'm, I'm never having an abortion. Um, I can do it on my own. So you say all these things until you're pregnant. Yeah. And at the time, I was in a relationship. It was an on and off relationship. And I, has, I was at a point where it was like, okay, what am I going to do? My family wasn't supportive of the relationship. He didn't want the baby. And I'm here like, but this is like my dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had to make that decision for myself to say, you know what, like, I couldn't do it on my own at that time. Mm-hmm. I was not financially stable. For me, I felt like I was not in a relationship that was going to be conducive for what I wanted in raising a child. Mm-hmm. So 
I made that decision. I went through with the abortion. And afterwards, I was really like in a bad place. I was angry. I was sad. Um, I was just pissed at the world. And but mostly like I was angry with myself mm-hmm. because I felt like I should I'm 25. I should have it together. I should be able to financially do this on my own. You know, like, how did this happen to me? Like, I was on birth control. So I wasn't, it wasn't like I wasn't, I was trying to prevent that. I was on birth control. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I started looking for support. Like, I, look, I Googled, you know, abortion support, um, support groups. And there were really none in Miami at the time. And I found one. And it was within like the church, the church was putting on. So I was like, well, let me just go and see. Mm-hmm. And the lady, she was very nice. She was very nice, but it was very much the message of you shouldn't have done that, but God will forgive you. Mm. Like this doesn't make me feel better. Like, <laughs> like this makes me feel worse. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. and so I just started like this whole journey of like self-healing. I went to therapy um, I had decided to go back to school for, um, my master's in clinical and mental health counseling. Cause I was like, oh, I'm just going to help people. I was kind of going to help people. And eventually I got, I got, um, the Tdap vaccine in my second semester into school. I got super sick. Like I was some weird reaction. I ended up, um, being sick for like a month. Honestly, wow. they couldn't, they didn't know what was wrong with me. Wow. And in that time, I just felt like something wasn't right with the program. Like, I just didn't know if that, that's not where I wanted to be. And somebody suggested to me, hey, have you ever thought about life coaching? Mm-hmm. I was like, what's that? So, of course, Googled it. And I was like, oh, this, sounds, <laughs> Google. this yeah. sounds good, you know? So I decided, says, you know, I'm not going to finish my master's. I'm going to go and enroll in a program. And I did. And within that program um, of just, like, just kind of running through ideas and talking to people, one day I was just like, I really want to be someone who helps women who've had an abortion. And one of my classmates was like, oh my God, like, yes, like that makes so much sense. And I was just like, and then from then, like, that's where it all started. Yeah. And it all blossomed from there. Well, thank you for sharing that. I know that that probably, you know, going through that maybe always isn't the easiest to talk about. Um, And it also, I think it's very powerful in speaking your truth because it allows other people to see that it's okay uh, to talk about things that they've gone through and their experiences that's led them to this place. So I think it's really powerful. So I appreciate you for sharing that. Um, And, you know, it's, it's funny that you were saying you were looking it up and and you couldn't find anything. And and then when you did find something and you went, you know, to the church, it it was kind of like, well, this is wrong. and God's going to forgive you. And, you know, everybody has their viewpoint on faith and, you know, how they feel about certain things and that's fine. But at the same time, that wasn't the healing that you needed. And it wasn't the closure, right. That you needed at the time. Um, So you kind of went and did it for yourself, which is funny because in this day and age, I find that so many people, especially women, when they're looking for something, they can't find it. They're like, I'm going to create a business out of this, or I'm going to, this is going to be my mission in life because I didn't have this for myself. So I'm going to give it to somebody else. So, um, there's a lot of, um, truth and power in that too. So I, I, we've got some questions from some of our listeners. Thank you all for listening. (laughs) Bless you all. And, um, 
And what would you suggest for someone who is struggling with the decision that they've made and cannot speak to friends or family about their decision to have an abortion? Um, contact me. <laughs> I'm Rachel Yap. <laughs> I am Rachel Yap. On, is it, I'm Rachel Yap, right? On Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. No, but seriously, I honestly, I think that we're, I know people complain about social media and stuff right now, mm-hmm. but I think we are in like the best time to connect with people Amen. in a way that we couldn't before. So sure. if you feel like you can't talk to like, your immediate circle, I would look online, look on Instagram. You can Google more things now too. Um, but there are, the community is there because I've built that too with other women who I've never met. And I talk to them more than I talk to my friends, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So, um, really I would encourage like I would encourage you to like talk find someone you can talk to and someone you can trust and also you might be surprised that there are people that are close to you who have gone through it and also didn't say anything because they didn't feel safe Mm. because once I kind of opened up and started talking about it more I had people that knew me or even close friends who were like yeah I had one and this is what happened. And this is how I feel. Like, and I was like, oh, like, I'm not alone. Because I did. I felt very alone, very isolated. Um, nobody in my family, as far as I knew, have had one, you know? Like, and so I was like, very much like, oh, my God. Like, I'm doing all of this stuff. Like, nobody understands, like, where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was very, like, a lonely place. And But once I actually started talking about it, um. I learned there was, there's a lot more people who have in within my, within my immediate circle. And wow. who so you didn't have to go people. too far. It was like, right. You know, it's just everyone with, no one was talking. No yeah. one was talking about it. Well, I, it's funny. I think, well, I'm a huge advocate of therapy. I think that quite frankly, everybody needs therapy. That's just my yes, opinion. I agree. Like, like even when people are like, I don't need therapy. I'm like, first of all, you're the main person that needs therapy and people yes. are probably going to therapy because of you, but I digress. But I, <laughs> but I'm with I, you a hundred percent with you. Yeah. But I really think that therapy is so important. And I think, you know, in addition to therapy, again, reaching out and you've cultivated, I, I, I have a question though. So is it with the, is it a program that you're offering or is it, like a community that you have, are you, you know, cultivating a community of other women who have approached you and, you know, sought your help and, and, and support and coaching and would they be able to connect with other women? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, is it a little like community or how does, how is that working? Or do you, Um, so I, I do have, um, I do have a community on Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's a private community, completely private. The women, the women in there have had an abortion. Um, so I, there is that community. I do offer like one-on-one coaching and I do have like, um, it's called like a soul release mm-hmm. and it's just like a process of like, I take you the process of what I did in order to, um, forgive myself and mm-hmm. to release the soul of my baby. Okay. okay. Um, so there's different things. And I'm also always there just for questions, you know, like there have been women who, have reached out to me who um, are pregnant and considering an abortion, kind of considering their options, you know, like they just want to talk it through to know what was my experience. And again, like, I don't tell them they should or shouldn't. 
Um, cause I'm very much, I mean, I very much would love to be a mother one day too. So, mm-hmm. um, I think just the more, the most important thing is that you want to feel supported and heard and held. And I just want to hold that space in whatever way I can help as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, so what you, you kind of brushed on it, um, or touched on it earlier and you said you release the soul of your baby. What does that mean? Um, if you don't mind sharing that. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, so for me, I held a lot of guilt because mm-hmm. I do feel like I, I have also become more spiritual, I guess, in a sense. Like sure. I, I grew up Catholic in the Catholic church and I, I have a deep appreciation for religion and traditions and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I also don't agree with a lot you know, so I am very much more spiritual, and I have, um, I believe we all, we're all souls, you know, yeah. so the babies, um, the souls of the babies, they were in us, at the end of the day, like, there was life within us, there was mm-hmm. a soul, and I basically talked to the baby, I talked mm-hmm. to the baby, I said, whatever it is I have to say, I've named him, I, figured mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was a boy, I've named him, mm-hmm. um, you know, I apologized for not being able to be his physical mother, not be able to meet him, you know, uh, here. Um, and I also realized that maybe that was his mission. Like his sole mission was to come here and not be born for whatever reason for me, you know, like, cause we all have soul contracts with different people that we meet and you know, like, and I've talked to other people who have also said that, you know, like that the soul knows Mm-hmm. what you're gonna do before you do it and it's oh he or she the soul is okay yeah yeah you, know, they yeah. you like you need to forgive yourself and also like to release the soul back so that they can come back again as whoever or whatever they decide to come sure. back sure sure thank you i appreciate you sharing that i think so many people um i've seen lately are kind of appreciating and um acknowledging their spiritual growth if you will and and some of the you know like even me I a few years ago I really and I I grew up in a Christian home and you know I consider myself to be a Christian but I find that I am more spiritual than I am religious and I appreciate things like crystals and I do believe they're healing stones and I do believe in you know your chakras and 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 energy and souls and all these things I I really do believe in that um so I actually think that I've seen a lot of that lately where people are starting to realize the benefits of these types of, you know, spiritual healings. Um, and I, and I appreciate you sharing that because it's, um, at first someone might hear like, what does that mean? But it, it was a way for you to kind of release, you know, and have some sort of closure, yeah. um, with, with the situation. Um, and then another question that we had was, which I guess ties into this, what we just talked about is do you ever move on from having an abortion? Um, which I mean, I guess that's different for everyone, but yeah, like for me, I don't, I kind of feel like for me, I look at an abortion as a loss. Like it's like any other kind of loss. So yeah, life goes on, you know, and you move through it, but there'll always be triggers sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. um, things will happen. I mean, it's been years since I had mine and there'll be times where I was like, oh, like I would have had a six-year-old by now or you know little things or um and it's like feeling that like that person is still with you or like that soul is still with you sometimes through things 
Because mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Like, I feel like I lost my grandfather when I was 13. But I feel like he's still very much present in my life. Sure. You know, like, and then there's times that you trigger that I miss him. And it's been over 20 years. Mm-hmm. But um, I still cry sometimes about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are times where, like, you do feel more triggered than other. But, like, life goes on and you heal. And I think if you do the work to really heal yourself and heal your internal your internal traumas surrounding the abortion, it helps to like move forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely, absolutely. And then this one was actually a really great question. Um, and someone asked, how can we, so we, the community, uh, you know, as a collective, support women who have had to make this decision? So, you know, let's say that, you know, there isn't a Rachel in your town or they don't have access to you, you know, how can we support women who have had to go through this? I would say ask them. Mm-hmm. Ask that individual, like, what do they need for support? Sure. Um, don't say, like, oh, I know exactly how you feel or something. If you don't, if you never, even if you have been through it, because everybody experiences that differently. You sure. Because um, I know some people who have had one, had an abortion and they can just carp, carp, I always can't Compartmentalize? Get yes. I'm like, wait, I can't say it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Um, and they can put it away and that's how they, they cope. Everybody kind of copes differently. Like, you know, some people cry for a long time. Some people are angry. Um, it just depends on what does that person need, you know, and to be more understanding that it's never an easy decision. Like no matter how you deal with it afterwards, it's not an easy decision. It's hard on you physically, like your body goes through like physical, um, consequences or repercussions afterwards you know like mentally you feel it and emotionally so just to be patient and kind and ask if you if that person comes to you if they're coming to you because they trust you that they're you're gonna they're gonna be safe with you so just don't take that um don't take that lightly for granted yeah Mm -hmm. I would agree I don't think you should take that lightly and it's also something that um, again, it is so controversial and it's, um, it is something that, you know, in my opinion, unfortunately in, in our society is so taboo and it's like, you know, don't talk about it. And I think that that further perpetuates people to not speak and to kind of hold in their pain and to not properly heal, you know, and, and get the support that they need, um, with this. And, and you, you mentioned a good point that it isn't just, um, you know, emotional, it's physical, it, you know, it can take a physical toll on your body also. Um, so I think that that's a great point as well. Um, and then the last anonymous question that we had were, what are some resources someone can use to help heal from this life experience? Obviously, other than reaching out to Rachel and getting some, some coaching from Rachel, <laughs> but what other resources can they use or maybe something that you've done in your journey um, that kind of helped you heal and, and move forward in your life? Um. Again, I would say, I would go back, again, the internet is, like, the best resource right now, especially yeah. COVID, we're here, mm-hmm. um, because there's so many people that are giving out so much free information, you know, um, but also journaling. I know some people are like, oh, journaling was a big, big resource for me. It's mm-hmm. free. It's for you. Um Just to even, if you just sit down and put that pen to paper and just let whatever's in your mind kind of flow out it's so calming and therapeutic and it is just um it releases all the chaos kind of in your in your mind Mm -hmm. 
and then you can burn it after like if you don't because I know people are scared you know I've had somebody cross my privacy boundary and read my journal and I stopped oh writing God. for a long time I would fight somebody. you can burn it you know what I mean like, <laughs> and that also is, is is symbolic right of just like uh, to me personally, I find power in writing and not, so, and, and writing, yes, typing something or, you know, have a blog and all that kind of stuff. But I actually find a lot of power in like getting, putting pen to paper and actually yeah. writing something down because you feel such a release. Like when you just like, boom, and you just kind of let it go and imagine burning that is kind of just like releasing all of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, also somebody can't read it cause that's messed up, but, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and I talked, I mean, I've journaled, like talking to myself, sure. like Rachel something, you know, or talking to the baby mm-hmm. or whoever, like for journaling in general is great. Like yeah. pen to paper is great. Um, I also recently started like art therapy mm-hmm. and I call it art therapy, but really you just got a sketchbook and some colored pencils. And I just squiggle. I'm not an artist by any means. Like I cannot, I'm not a Picasso. I mean, don't let these fool you behind me. <laughs> the painting painting the, with the twist is like instructions. Yes. Um, but just sometimes like when I, and when I'm feeling very overwhelmed, um, I just take some and I just, whatever comes out. And sometimes I'm like, I impress myself. I'm like, oh, wow. And other times it's just lines on a paper. Mm-hmm. But it just, you know, like you need to move that energy through you. So get yeah. outside and walk. So much resources that are at our tips that we don't really realize are resources. Mm-hmm. I think people, you're right. Like, I, I think there's so much power in having resources in communities and for women and, you know, people of color and, you know, whatever it may be, because it's like, when you have that resource there, people will utilize it and whether they'll utilize it right away or not, that's, that's kind of like them and their, you know, how they end up there. Um, but it's like having those resources at your fingertips. I mean, I, again, until I had spoken to you, I never even knew that this was like a thing, you know, I, I didn't know that, um, you know, that there was a space for this, if you will. Um, so I think that it's, um, it's incredibly important to utilize our resources and hopefully, you know, listening to this podcast or, you know, just anything, or like you said, even Instagram, I mean, nowadays on Instagram, you just look up a hashtag and there's so many resources or Pinterest. I'm a huge Pinterest person. And you just like look up on Pinterest and it'll take you to, you know, either a quote or a link, you know, for a website or something. And I've actually, um, there are certain things that have gone on in my life and I, I kind of went through like a kind of like an emotional um, journey and realization of certain things that, you know, of, of family and things around me. And I, I swear to you, I, it was like Pinterest and I started researching and finding all these things. And I ended up from there buying a book that was related to kind of what was going on. I was like, oh, well, you know, look at that. And I think you're right. People need to really utilize their resources because there is help out there. Um, I know that there are like meetup groups and stuff even too. Um, I think there's an app, right? Called meetup. And, and, um, I I know a lot of people are like on like Facebook groups, like you said, you have your Facebook group and community. So, you know, I hope that people will be mindful that, um, the resources are out there that you're not alone, um, that there are people there to support you. And that probably as with any healing or, um, grieving that this is a process, right? Like, like I think grieving and healing in general is not, it's not linear, right? Like it, it, like it doesn't come like, like you wake up one day and you're like, we're good. You know, like it doesn't happen like that, you know? Yeah. And and that I totally agree. I'm glad you said that because 
it, like how I said, like sometimes like you'll be triggered with things, you know, like I want, I really want people to understand too, that like when you're healing, it's a, it's an ongoing process. Sure. Um, and there are times like one trigger for me was, um, being okay with not being okay with, for something like something being sad for me, but being happy for somebody else. So like when my um, cousin told me that she was pregnant and it was probably two years after my abortion. And for some reason I was so sad. I felt so sad. Mm. And then I felt so guilty because I felt sad. Cause I'm like, I'm like, why do I feel sad? Like this is her moment about me. But I had to realize, like, no, it's okay. It's okay to feel sad for myself and, like, feeling like, you know, like, I had to do something that was hard and it's still, it's still very much there. Mm-hmm. But I can still also be happy for her and, like, her life because everybody's journey is different. Sure. You know, so, like, don't feel guilty for feeling what you feel. Like, mm-hmm. what you feel is valid. Mm-hmm. Don't let somebody make you feel like it's not. And don't make yourself feel like it's not mm-hmm. because it is. So feel that emotion recognize like why it's coming up and that way you can release it or move through or now you're aware this is why this is happening but it's okay I'm okay to feel this way Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're right like recognizing um the emotion right and and sometimes I think that's a big thing to just you know not so much even about this topic but in general people don't often realize their emotion and they're like going through something but they're not realizing why they're going through something and they're not recognizing like you know this is a trigger and that's so important is 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 learning you know what your triggers are and and kind of realizing what your emotions are um so i mean that's a whole other thing i i can i can like get into about you know like uh, just your wellness and taking care of your spiritual health but um but yeah i agree well I, I think this was, this was really great. And, and again, I, I always like to have fun and you, you know me, I mean, Rachel yeah. and I, we go back, you know, so I, you know, I like to talk and, and have a good time and, and uh, what's the word Kiki and rah, rah, you know, I like to do all that, <laughs> yeah. but you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's really important to talk about these things. And it kind of brings me into, um, usually we do miscellaneous, um, uh, chit chat, but I think it, it, it kind of ties into what we talked about today. And um, we, obviously, our country is in a very um, turbulent time, I would probably say. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a Supreme Court justice, I think her name, Amy Comey Barrett, um, who actually she's a judge and she's being nominated to be a Supreme Court justice to replace the seat of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And, um, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg really championed uh, the rights of, of, you know, women, uh, particularly women, you know, women of color, people of color, you know, the LGBTQ community and, and so many other just marginalized groups, right? Um, and right now women's rights are on the line, um, particularly specifically women's reproductive rights are on the line. Um, and that includes abortion, you know, yeah. um, and the ruling of Roe Ro v. Wade, which allows the, the law of the land at this time, which allows women to have access to, you know, safe abortion. Um, and I think that, you know, again, I, I can get political and I, I try not to do it so much on this chat because I could like rant all day about that. Um, but I do think it's important to shed light on what the importance of voting is right now um, and what the importance is of really getting involved in these causes because it is so important. And people, I, I don't, women are not just out here having abortions just for 
you know, shits and giggles. Like that, it's just, that's not, you know what I mean? Like that's not really what's going on. And maybe in some cases, I don't know, but I really think that it is a, it is a decision that holds a lot of gravity. Um, and it is something that is not always the case. I mean, in your case, for example, you know, being in a relationship and feeling that you weren't at a, at a place financially or whatever it may be to have a baby. There are situations where women have to terminate pregnancies because of, um, sadly rape or because of their, they're not, their body's not able to carry a baby to full term. I mean, there's so many reasons that this can happen. Um, and I personally, this is my personal opinion, think it is very important for women to have that choice and that right to choose. Um, so I guess that was, you know, my soapbox moment to say that, you know, voting, obviously the presidential election voting is going on right now. Um, it's really important to support a candidate, a presidential candidate, um, who will protect the rights of women because it's our bodies and only we know what it is that we're going through and what decisions we need to make um, to make sure our lives are okay too. And again, I hope, you know, hearing for all of, you know, our chit chatters here, but hearing, you know, Rachel talk about her experience and how it's kind of framed her journey and the healing that she's had to go through shows you that this, this isn't something that is an easy decision and easy choice and a lot comes with it. So it's really important to keep that in mind, you know, while, while we're voting and, um, you know, we have people that might be Supreme court justices that would like to overrule, um, Roe v. Wade, which to me is like asinine. Um, right. yeah. cause it's not going to stop abortions. It's like not. <laughs> I was very lucky. I, you know, I we live in Florida and I was able to have a safe abortion, mm-hmm. but abortions were going on way before Roe versus Wade. That's true. And they were not safe. Women were dying. Women were getting infections. Women were becoming sterile mm. um, because they weren't safe, which they is why, safe. you know, they made them legal and <laughs> yeah. a safe place. So, yeah, like overturning that law is not going to change. Women are still going to have are going to still have abortions. It's just not going to be safe for anymore. Like it's not going to be safe. And we're going back in time. Yeah, it's going to be going back in time to, like you said, it's not going to be safe. It's going to be, and then it's going to be legal. And then it's, you know, what they're going to be, you know, repercussions. I mean, legal, right? Like repercussions for women having to make that choice when sometimes they have to um, for whatever their reasons are. So again, I, I, you know, I preach the importance of voting, like, you know, even when it's not an election year, I'm always like, make sure you vote, make sure you register to vote. I mean, you know me well enough to know that I've been, I've been like that since I was probably, I mean, I registered to vote, I think when I was, I think 19, probably 18 or 19. Um, and you know, I just, I think it's really important, but again, so many things like this are on the line, um, and it impacts so many people. Um, so just, you know, consider that and that's my miscellaneous chit chat for the week, but we do like to wrap it up with some weekly inspiration. So I don't know if you have anything you want to send us off with, with some weekly inspo. Um, so I would say be brave and go after what you want. Um, yes. it might be hard mm. and the results might be different from what you expect, but the journey will always be worth it. Amen, sister girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Be brave. Be brave, you know, and just step out on faith too. Yeah. I guess that's my thing. Step out on faith. Well, yeah, this was really that. an awesome episode. I'm like, um, I, I, again, I, I, can, I just can go on and on, but I, I think I always tell you, I think you're so brave for doing what you're doing and just courageous yeah. and sharing your, 
your story. And I know it's going to help a lot of people and probably help you too, because I think there's power in sharing your story and experiences. Um, so everybody right now, get on uh, Instagram and follow Rachel. She is, I am Rachel Yap on Instagram, yeah. I believe. So at I am Rachel Yap. So uh, Rachel Yap, Y-A-P on Instagram. I think you're on Twitter too, no? On, on... No, I'm not on Twitter. Oh, you're not Maybe on Twitter. Maybe I should get on it. Twitter, I don't know. Damn. I, I like Twitter more than any other app. Twitter is where I get my news. Twitter is like, you can, I feel like Twitter, you can like customize your Twitter feed or timeline to kind of like cater to what you want to see and there's actually some really funny people out here and during covid the amount of creativity from people has been just giving me the laughs i need because you know the world is a dumpster fire right now <laughs> i mean maybe i'll get back on i was on it a long time ago and i got off but maybe i'll try it again we'll see <laughs> Maybe you'll try Twitter, but at least on Instagram, she's, I'm Rachel Yap. And I know you're still kind of working on your website, I believe, but if people want to reach out to you to, um, set up a one-on-one appointment, uh, counseling appointment with you, or, um, they can also find you on Facebook. Um, so they can uh -huh. join that community and how can they find you on Facebook? Um, it's also, uh, I am Rachel Yap or if you will, Rachel Yap, I should be there. Mm -hmm. um but yeah in on instagram they can email they can dm me it, there's also the link for the email so it'll go directly to my email mm -hmm. and what's your email address for everybody it's rachel at rachelyap.com okay perfect so, so y'all can email her too if you have any questions maybe there's something that you maybe wanted to ask but didn't want me to see it and really you know want to be anonymous and speak uh to rachel or you just came up with something that you just thought about um, feel free, please, uh, to reach out to her. Um, I'll be posting all of her information on the Chit Chat Connoisseur page as well. Um, but again, thank you, my dear, for coming out. Today was awesome. I Everybody check out Chit Chat Connoisseur podcast. We are on, uh, this episode will be uh, streaming on Amazon Podcasts and the brand new Amazon platform, uh, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, you can also follow me on at Hey Alicia Hey on Instagram, Twitter, um, I believe Facebook. I'm Hey Alicia Hey as well. Uh, and just check us out. Please subscribe. Thank you for coming out. Chat soon. Peace and love. Bye. Mm -hmm. For more information on Chit Chat Connoisseur Podcast, check out heyalicia.com slash podcast. See you soon.